0: Welcome to King of Glory's Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this week's encouraging message. For more information, please visit kingofglorycc.com. How's everybody doing? I just want to say welcome home. It's just in my spirit all day just to say welcome home. I love being with a family. And um, how about just putting your hand on your heart and just say, Holy Spirit, come. Convict me where I need conviction. Transform me where I need transformation. Give me vision where I need vision. Give me power where I need power. I love you. I welcome you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I am happy to be here, happy you're here, and um, you know, I am going to just talk a little bit, and then we're going to get into the Word. I am a firm believer that we truly are on the precipice of a move of God that we have been waiting for. I just, I feel it, and I feel like there's some things that need to be um, brought and we're going to just keep bringing them to our attention. You know, this is going to be such a move that he, a couple weeks ago, um, uh, Miller, Eric, thank you. Um, Eric talked about revival, and he talked about how there's that personal revival, and then there's the, that place where God rends the heaven and comes down. And um, I believe that God is gonna move in such a way that it's gonna be only to a credit of him, but I also believe that we have a place in being positioned well, partnered with him, and ready. you on agreement? Okay, so I'd love some interaction because like when y'all are really quiet, I start thinking like, okay, are we, are we in agreement or not? So, um, so anyway. I'm just words that I. Every time I get up here, I find I'm. I'm just speaking them, and I'm going to keep saying. The Lord is saying harvest is at hand. He's saying that that is going to come through prayer. Prayer is a catalyst. If we don't pray, we have not because we ask not. And so that's why you know that if if we have in our prayer time on push, and you know this is why you know I had the thought. I was like, well, I know everybody can't be here to pray, but do you know that if, if one person is praying for five minutes, that's five minutes of prayer. If, if, if 10 people are praying for five minutes, that's 50 minutes of prayer exponentially. So if we all even just took a minimal of five minutes and prayed together, do you see the impact of prayer? Okay, so the three things I really feel like the Holy Spirit wants us to focus on is asking him for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit because it's going to be the Holy Spirit that is going to revive us. And as the church is in revival, then we're going to be positioned, ready, and partnering for the harvest. Is anybody in agreement with that? Okay, very good. So last week, Dan talked about What? Evangelism. What was the word? He said, go. Okay, so if the word is for us to go, that's how I can say welcome home. We have to have a paradigm shift. So long the church has been, well, I'm going to church. So let me just say, you are the church. And when we come together, we come home and we celebrate. But we have to have a mentality. Is, As I'm leaving, I'm going. And he says, I'm going to go with you. He's going with you. In that, he taught, I want to highlight today, I want to focus on the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. It's not by might, it's not by power, it's by His Spirit. And um, you know, we're coming on a season. We're in between right now of the celebration of his resurrection, and then there was this time frame between the resurrection to fifty days later, there was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so the Holy Spirit has been poured out. Now I'm gonna just ask you to get engaged a little bit. If you have asked Jesus in your heart and you're saved, he's your savior, he's your Lord, would you stand up to your feet? That's awesome. Okay, sit back down. So his spirit is in, his spirit is in you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. You're a new creature in Christ. It's no longer you that lives. It's Christ that lives in you, the hope of glory. Okay, so, but Jesus said, after I leave, after I ascend, I'm going to send the what? The promise of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you have said, I know I am baptized and filled in the Holy Spirit, His Spirit has come upon me, I'd like for you to see Him again. Fantastic. Have a seat. Okay. I'm gonna show you what I'm talking about now. Um, I'm gonna just I'll just highlight something. Luke 24, well I'll go back to Matthew 28. Last week, Dan said, end of Matthew 28, great commission. It says, go what? Go and make of all nations, what else was the second point? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teaching them. So there's the going and the making of a disciple, that's conversion, baptizing, and then there's the discipleship, right? So he said at the very end of Luke, he told them, I'm going to send you to go, but first you have to have the promise of the Holy Spirit because otherwise it's us in our own strength. And how many of you know that we're going to wear out really quick? We need the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. Now, if you would look to Acts 1, in verse 4, this is what Jesus said. He said, being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you've heard. For John baptized with water... But you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. He goes on in verse 8, it says, And when you receive, you will receive what? Power. When the Holy Spirit's come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. Let me tell you, when you have the Holy Spirit in you, you have the power to be bold. You have righteousness not coming from yourself. It says the kingdom of God is that of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. How many of you can do a miracle in and of yourself? I don't think any of us can. In fact, I would dare to say that anything right and great and praiseworthy in your life is a direct result to grace and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Would you agree with that? But see, the thing is that the week can get so easy. I, I've just, there's like this culmination of things that are just stirring in me. You know, somewhere in the last year or two, I just begin to realize, and I, you know, I, I asked Jesus in my heart when I was nine. Um, I got baptized with the Holy Spirit when I was 12. I've been, um, he's been completely Lord since around 20. It took me a while to realize he wanted to be more than my Savior. He wanted more than just me not going to hell, which was important, but like he wanted my life. It took me a little bit of time to get that. And he's been transforming, healing my heart. And I, about 20, I'm like, I've got one life to live. I wanna live for God. And I, I'm getting ready to turn 50, and I'd say a good portion of the past 30 years, even though all those things are in place, I was living for God. But I wanna live from God. And if I'm living from God, guess what? I'm living poor, God. And then I'm not nearly as tired. Who's been worn out trying to do the kingdom business? Their schedules get go. I mean, we got so many things pulling from us. And the Lord wants us to be yoked to him. You know, he, he wants us to have rest. He wants us to have peace. He wants us to have joy. And if we could go, you know, God, like we know you're the vine, you're, you're, yeah, I'm just the branch. You're the vine. I have to abide in you apart from me. I'm like, we know all that, but to actually live in such a dependency on him, we're not so great at that. Or maybe you guys are, and I'm just catching up, which is really possible. Okay, so Holy Spirit, so they are all waiting. They're waiting, and I don't think it was a just, Holy Spirit's coming. We won't do that. I'm mean, like, they are going, God, you said the promise is coming. I believe in your word. We need your promise. We need the Holy Spirit. Guys, if we come to a point of going, okay, harvest is coming, revival, we need your Holy Spirit. And we're going after that. We're going to keep knocking. Oh, God, would you run the heavens? Would you come down? Not striving, but recognizing we really, like, we really can't do apart from you. How many have had something to drink this morning? Let me check and see. Anybody not had anything to drink? Nobody? How many have planned to drink anymore today? How many can begin to tell when you're feeling thirsty? How many of you ever gotten dehydrated you didn't even realize you were? Why is it that we think we can be filled with the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit come upon us and one time is enough. I I, I, I. The Lord wants each of us individually, I believe, throughout our days. I need a fresh drink from you, Holy Spirit. I'm so thirsty. How how many have noticed the more you drink water, the more you thirst for water? I just have a feeling, I have a hunch, the more we take in and drink of the Holy Spirit, the more we're going to thirst for Him. Okay, so... Um, Pentecost happens, Holy Spirit comes, and, um, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna go into all this, I, I'd say read, just take time this week and read. Uh, uh, verse 14, Acts 2, Peter stands up and he declares, they're thinking, they're thinking everybody's drunk because there's this All of a sudden this incredible outpouring of the Holy Spirit and there's tongues that are being declared of the the greatness and the awesomeness and the praises of God. And it happens at a time where the nations are around and they're hearing their in their own tongue the praises of God. And they think these people are drunk. That's what they're thinking. They have been drinking. And this is what Peter says, verse 15, these are not drunk as you suppose, it's only the third hour of the day, but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel, it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your young men will dream. Um will see visions. Your old men dream dreams. And all my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they shall prophesy. I'll show wonders in heaven and signs beneath. Now, I just want to say this the Holy Spirit can be a gentle breeze, and he can be a rushing wind. And it's his doing to do what he wants to do. I'm I'm not saying we are to seek out manifestations of the Holy Spirit. But what I am saying is we are to seek out and welcome the Holy Spirit. And if signs come or wonders come, all of a sudden these 150 or 120 plus in an upper room all of a sudden, bam, they're they're seeing fire on their head. I mean, it was, it was a manifestation. The Holy Spirit, (laughs) flames of fire, and tongues, it was a manifestation. But you know what? Those, that sign and wonder was only to do something that was caused to point to Jesus. So I'm not interested in feeling good and going, woohoo, you know, and having much time. I just want something to point to Jesus. You think about this. Who's ever been to Disney? Yeah? Okay. So when you get right there on the property, there is this incredible sign before you actually enter into the Magic Kingdom, and it has Mickey Mouse. It's, it's pretty, ma- you know what I'm talking about? I you know what I'm talking about. Okay? And that sign is letting you know, Disney. But if you pull out your car and you go, oh, Disney, I'm here, I'm here, 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 Disney, 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 I love Disney, and then you go home. You never entered into the kingdom. (laughs) The sign, the movement of the Holy Spirit is to cause a hunger and a wonder of who is this king of glory. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. So chapter 4, just so you understand, it's not just one time. These same disciples, Peter and John had begun to declare the gospel preaching with signs and wonders, the good news, and the religious rise up. They don't like it. They put them in jail. And they get released. And then verse 29, it says, now, this is 429. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal, that signs and wonders may be done through the name of Jesus Christ. And when they prayed, the place they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with what? The Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. So that tells me it's not just a one-shot thing. And I want to show, I will flip back for a second. I meant to say this. Um, In in 2, verse 38, Peter said this. When he goes and he talks, he finishes up, he talked about, this is what Joel prophesied, and this is what's happening. And then he said, Peter said to them, repent, let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and your children and to all who are far off. Now, I don't know like tomorrow we further than today, but we're about as far off from that day as we can be in the continuum of time. But it's for them and their children, and for all. So the gift of the Holy Spirit's for who? All. Okay. Acts thirteen, fifty-two, just so you know it was more than twice. It says the disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. Okay. I'm ready to get my message now. That was just all a runway. How are we doing on time? Yeah? Okay. Look at John 4. You can open your Bible now. And... All right. We're going to read a familiar passage, but I think there's going to be some things you're going to see in context of what I'm saying that you may have not seen before. I love it when the Lord begins to connect some dots. Therefore, when the Lord knew the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, although Jesus himself didn't baptize but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee. But he needed to go through Samaria, which just Paul's. The Pharisees were actually trying to create a schism by creating comparison and jealousy between Jesus' disciples and John's disciples, who's baptizing the most. So what did Jesus do? He just removed himself from that. I'm not gonna get in the middle of that. I've gotta be about my father's business. Say, Lord, I just ask right now that your spirit would move. We're asking for the gift of the Holy Spirit. We're asking, Lord God, that you would just come. We we are positioning ourselves like in the Old Testament, Isaiah says, oh, that you would run the heavens and come down. Lord, we're wanting a corporate outpouring of your spirit. We're believing that you desire the nations, that you are the desire of the nations, and that it is not, our hearts long that you would receive the reward of your suffering through the nations, Jesus. We want to be hands and feet of Jesus. We want to be ones that will go and to be witnesses. And you said it's through your power of the Holy Spirit. So we just say, we need you. We don't want to just go in the motion of week after week going to church in some kind of form or fashion. We're desiring for a move of you, Lord God. We're desperate for you. We're thirsty for you. We hunger for you. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. And as I said, if you want to come like a gentle breeze, come like a gentle breeze. If you want to come like a roaring lion, then come like a roaring lion. It is however you want to come. That is what we desire, your way, your purposes, your kingdom. Thank you for listening to King of Glory's Sermon of the Week. Connect with us on Instagram at K-O-G underscore Asheville and on Facebook at facebook.com slash K-O-G Asheville.